the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. It was on this day in 1862 that something happened that changed my life. And that was the killing of Peter Fechter. Peter Fechter was an 18-year-old man who was shot and killed by the guards at the Berlin Wall. Now, the Berlin Wall had barely been up for a year. It was August of 61 when the, the city was split in half and the East Berliners began stringing barbed wire across the boundary between East Berlin and West Berlin. They started building a concrete block wall almost immediately, guard towers. They had searchlights. They had dogs patrolling. They had mines and concrete barriers set up, completely splitting that great city in half. It was like nothing we'd ever seen before. And I was a little kid. But I remember it was August when the story came out about the two men who were sick and tired of living under the communist rule in the early 60s, cut off from the rest of their family and friends when, when they tried to get through the Berlin Wall. Now, they had, the East Germans had not quite completed the, the, the brick and concrete barrier. There was one small section where there was just barbed wire. And these two young men at night tried to get through. Getting through barbed wire, especially thick, several layers of barbed wire, not exactly easy or or comfortable. One of them got through. He was cut up pretty badly, made it to West Berlin, and the East Germans would not shoot across into West Berlin. But the second young man, Mr. Fechter, was having a hard time getting through, and the guards in the East Berlin Tower just started shooting, and they hit him. He stood up, tried to get to the wall again, and began climbing over, and more shots fired. He was hit again in the back. He screamed and fell off the wall to the ground. Reports say that it was almost an hour that Fechter lay bleeding to death and crying for help. The West German guards couldn't do anything. They couldn't cross over. They would have been under attack themselves. They threw stuff to him. They tried to throw him bandages. There was a crowd gathering on the west side of the wall. Screaming at the East German security men who just sat there and watched a young man, an 18-year-old man, die. He finally did die. The guards dragged his body away. Over the course of the years that the wall was up from 61 to 89, Almost 80 people were killed trying to get out of East Berlin and get to West Berlin. The German government, the East German government, the communist government always claimed that the wall was put up to protect the communist regime from the Western influence, that evil capitalism and culture. Nobody, nobody ever tried to enter East Berlin. Nobody ever tried to climb the wall and was ever shot trying to get into East Berlin. My mom explained the Berlin Wall to us. 
because we were a, a growing family and we would eat dinner together. That's one of the greatest things of the nuclear family that I grew up in. One of the things that I cherish to this day, dinners at home were mandatory. They were always a chance for mom and dad or mom or dad to give a little a little lesson time, a little discussion time to the, the gaggle of children they had. And at the time, I was a five-year-old in a family that had a mom and dad and seven kids under the age of nine. Let your head wrap around that. But baby Georgie slept in a crib across the hall from the room where my two older brothers and I shared a, a crowded bedroom. And we were... At the time, I think we were seven with baby Georgie, just born. And my mom explained the Berlin Wall in terms that we would understand. We had moved from the south side of Chicago to the north side of Chicago that year. And we were separated from our cousins for the first time in my life that I could remember because they were always around the corner. Everybody lived in the same neighborhood and you're running in and out of each other's homes all those times. But my mom explained it as if the communists had taken over Chicago and drawn a line that nobody could cross and that the south side of Chicago would be where the communists were. And of course, we were lucky enough to live in the free side, the capitalist side. Thanks. Thanks, Mom, for giving us the good example. She was always clever that way. But she explained it to us that life on the communist side would be horrible. While we were free to worship God, to go to church, to go to school, to learn and be kids, the kids that were in the communist regime had to give their lives to the government. They were suddenly under the rule of, of one leader who told everybody what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. She talked about girls being separated from families and put to work in factories. They would make clothing. Well, boys would be forced to work in farms. And I remember my mom telling us the story about the communists and explaining that our life was so much different because we lived in a free society. We were free to go to church. We were free to go to the school we wanted. We could wear what we wanted, eat what we wanted, work, wear all that wonderful stuff that is America. But as she explained, if communism came to America, you could even see a city like Chicago split in two. Where the free people lived where we did, thank God, and we'd never see our cousins again because they'd be separated and living in the communist part. And she explained that the, the women would go to work and make clothes and, and maybe help grow food, and the men would work in factories. But people that were handicapped or people, babies that were too little and not needed might be killed because that's what the communists did. My mom was explaining eugenics to us at a very young age. The one thing I knew was that if communism could come to Germany, and it happened overnight pretty much, as she explained, that it could come here if we weren't paying attention. And she stressed that we always need to pay attention. So that night, about 8 o'clock, when they sent us up to bed, remember, I was five, we all went upstairs and climbed into our beds, said our prayers and uh, lights out, 
And I couldn't go to sleep. All I kept thinking was, what if those communists come here? What if they get here? I was worried about baby Georgie across the hall. So I got out of bed and I walked across the hall and I started watch. I was looking out the window. No one's gonna get baby Georgie on my watch. And I thought I was doing a pretty good job, but I guess I was stomping around up there. And my mom came up and it was probably about eight or nine o'clock. Everybody else had gone to sleep. And she said, what are you doing? Keep an eye out for the communists. Keep it quiet. <laughs> she laughed, patted me on the head, and walked me downstairs for a little extra time with mom and dad. And she said, you don't have to worry about the communists here in America. President Kennedy's a good man. Our government is strong. She said, but it's good that you're aware. But President Kennedy, who was a Catholic like our family, was going to keep us safe. I'll never forget my mom saying, you need to be aware. You need to always be vigilant. And now, as we have these radical groups who I think straight-up communists, this, these neo-Nazis, these, these crazy people who want to tear down the founders of this nation. I'm glad I've been aware and keeping an eye out. And uh, baby Georgie, who's not such a baby anymore, gets mad every time I tell this story. But I still look out for him to say, and he's looking out for the communists too. So just, just know that history is vital. We have to be always paying attention to history. A day like today, the anniversary of the, of the shooting, the murder of a man who just wanted to be free. He was a captive, not by his own choice but by the, the giant thumb of a communist regime that decided it was going to hold an entire city captive and create an entire nation of East Germany, a nation that ultimately failed in the late 80s and was then allowed to reunite with West Germany to create one unified Germany. Communism failed, ultimately, and I, we all know why it failed. It's the same reason why universal basic income is a bad idea. And yes, I'm bringing it all the way back around to the subject we started on at the beginning of this show. It doesn't work. Freedom is the only answer. Freedom, capitalism, and people who will live by the operating manual that we call the Constitution of the United States of America. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.